Welcome to RGM. Are you in a band? Come and join us. Simply click on the RGM submission page, submit your music, and we'll sort the rest. New Year, everybody. Today is the start of a brand new year. 2023 is here. And everybody always says, let's crack on and do new things and all that kind of stuff. I'm kind of bored all that kind of talk about New Year. I think the less you shout about what you're going to do, the more you're less under pressure to do, if you get me. Um, you know, it's a good time to reflect and everything, but fucking hell. <laughs> I'm a bit grumpy today. I broke a tooth. Yeah. Uh, I could feel it, uh, something had happened and it was sharp. Uh, and then last night it's gone. So I need the dentist. Um, I'm reflecting on a new year. <laughs> it's just not my bag, really. I'm always going to kick a new year up the arse and, and work as hard as I can, but we work hard anyway. Um, we've just got to just do what we do, and I don't blame anybody for, for doing all of that, New Year's resolutions and stuff. But just If you're going to do them, just do them. don't need to know about it. Tell me about the successes about it, and, I'll, and then I'll be right, like, loving it, you know. Tell me when it's done, not what you're going to do. I'm just a bit like that, you know. Um, but hey, Happy New Year anyway. Um, it is a, a moment to reflect and to think about things in it. But um, and we're definitely going to do this this year with a podcast. Today, ladies and gentlemen, I can't fucking speak. My tooth hurts. Uh, we've got another compilation episode for you this week, ladies and gentlemen. We've got Gail Porter, Rich Wilson, an amazing comedian, Miles Hunt, and those cheeky lottery winners on this week's show. Um, did you get anything nice for Christmas? I bought myself the Ant and Deck autobiography thing on Audible. I, I like to listen to audiobooks. I, I just don't have time to read. I'm, I'm one of those people that when you read like a couple of lines, you kind of forget what you've already written. It's a bit annoying. Can't take in information by reading, and I'm just not like that. But. So I do audiobooks. And I got this book, I thought, oh, it might be interesting, you know. I've had a long career in the entertainment industry. There might be a few stories to um, to hear about. Ooh. I spent, I think it's four and a half hours listening to this thing. And I've never in my life committed time not being given any information back for that time. It's appalling. Ladies and gentlemen, they, they don't tell you anything new about them. They just tell you about things that, that that's already happened that you kind of know about. No zero insight into them as people or the work that they do and that kind of stuff. Ant troubles don't even touch it. It's just a, a, a promotional piece for four hours. That's not an autobiography for me. So fuck that. I gave that back. And moved on to the uh, Bob Mortimer book, which is excellent. You can do that on Audible, which is nice. Uh, it's just, it's crap that. It's absolute shite. Uh, had a lot of fun over the Christmas period as well. Um, Kirsty got me some uh, fun ears 
uh, that you can put on the cat. Uh, so you'll be able to see that on the social media posts. Fernando Cat with ears. Hated it. Absolutely hated it. Uh, but I enjoyed every minute of uh, applying ears onto the cat's head over Christmas. It was very, very enjoyable. Uh, a, a brilliant way to, to spend your time uh, on Christmas Day. Got loads of clothes and that, you know. Mum got me loads of stuff. Nice one. Pouches and stuff. Spending them in the new year. Um, a great time. I've, I've overdone it a bit, you know. I haven't been to the gym enough. And have I eaten and drunk too much? And, you know, the thought of t- I'm recording this on New Year's Eve, the day before it goes out. And I just can't be asked tonight. But we're going around to friends for drinks and that, so I'll have to pull myself around in a bit. Need to put the uh, chocolate oranges down, I think. God, I'm a right grumpy bastard today. I'm oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> uh, but it's real, innit? You know, it's real. Uh, so we're, we're going to uh, spice up this podcast by giving you a compilation again, ladies and gentlemen. Just looking back on 2022, the success of this podcast, and while I was editing this podcast, completely by coincidence. Um, the order today is we start off with Gail Porter because it's just a funny story that we had. Then we moved on to Rich Wilson. And while we were speaking to Rich Wilson, we were talking about the Wonder stuff. And then that leads us on to the interview with Miles Hunt. Uh, and we talked about the lottery winners. So it kind of organically turned into this episode where people were mentioning each other. And I thought, oh, that's a nice way to spend 50 minutes or whatever on this podcast. Just like, you know, uh, it kind of had this organic theme through it all where people have been affected by other guests that we've had on the show which I felt was quite nice uh, so that's what we did we stuck it all together and we've got a brand new episode for you today ladies and gentlemen on this New Year's Day yeah so um, Scott's menswear aren't supporting the podcast through their sponsorship uh, for now so if you're listening to this podcast and you're really looking to support the show uh, we have started the Patreon, ladies and gentlemen. I know. I know. Uh, and if 15 of you, there's a few hundred people that listen to the show every week, if just 15 of you had a look at it and felt like you'd get some benefits from it. You get early access to the shows, uh, behind the scenes news. Um, we're going to be putting a lot more stuff on it as well, we promise, as it grows and things. Um, if 15 of you do it, then that, that's a similar kind of amount to what we've got uh, support to keep the podcast going. So if that's something that you'd be interested in, just have a look at the Patreon. The link's in the description of this podcast too. That'd be great. Because, well, technically, we are, this podcast runs at a loss now. It costs us money to do it. Um, because we have to host it on ACAST, we have to pay for certain things. Um, time, guests. You have to pay for Zoom as well, so you can record for over 45 minutes. So these, type of, you know, these things do have costs. And I'm not begging, I'm just saying, if you would benefit from, if you enjoy the show, fancy some extra bits, then there's another option over there on the Patreon, that's all we say. You know. Yeah, so remember you can delve into the archives and the podcast. We've got some great guests coming up in the new year too. We've got three already recorded, and I've got another couple of recording in the next week or so. So we've got some great fun, chat, industry people comedians, musicians, personalities coming your way here at the RGM Podcast. So it's going to be, it's going to be a laugh, don't know. Yeah, you can delve into the archives, you know, listen back over the, you know, previous guests, get to know them, you know, get to know what they're up to. Uh, you can watch our faces on YouTube, of course. 
Yeah. They've literally got us talking on there. Uh, if you prefer to see us face to face, then it's all there. And from the bottom of my heart, let's crack on into 2023. Uh, I'm not going to say what I'm going to do. I'm just going to do it. Mindset. Yeah, <laughs> I think. <laughs> anyway, ladies and gentlemen, thanks for joining us for another week of the podcast. My name's Carl Maloney. I'm going to leave you now, and Gail Porter is going to start talking. Then we're going to move on to Rich Wilson, Miles Hunt, and the lottery winners, guys. So thanks again for joining us for another week here at the RJ Podcast. I'll see you in a bit on the other side. You know what? Netflix can do really great times, and then suddenly once you've watched everything, because I've binge-watched, yeah. I've got insomnia. Mm. So so it's probably not Netflix's fault. Um, <laughs> it's my fault yeah. that I've just, I've just watched everything. So um, obviously I just did Dharma. I didn't do Dharma. I, I, I did it twice. Dharma. I've been through it twice, Gail Dharma. Oh my gosh, it's so I good. I had to watch I it again. Ever, ever, Evan Peterson, oh my yeah. gosh, he's just so brilliant. I've watched every so single good. American Horror Story and all yeah. the offshots of American Horror Story. There's nothing left for me to watch. Kirsty so came home and she said, you're watching serial killers again. I, I, I get kind of into it. And then I started going on YouTube and watching the, the real interviews with him and that kind of stuff. And yeah, getting, yeah, just yeah. ended up down this big, massive serial killer. Uh, I've, I've always been fascinated with serial killers and I do watch it a lot. I'll probably watch it too much. I don't know if you can. I do. I watch it all the time. Yeah. And then, it's a thing, isn't it? It's, it's a normal thing, isn't it? <laughs> Tell yeah, well, me it's a normal thing. Street, I, live, I live in the street where Dennis Nielsen lives. Oh, wow. Okay. I know. So I go jogging past that in the morning. His oh. old house. But, um, I've got, I don't know what it is. I think it's just trying... Trying to figure out how do these people's brains yeah. work? Obviously, they just—I mean, it's—it's it's a weird thing to keep watching. But I was thinking because I was saying to my friend the other day, she was saying, "No, you've been single for so, such a long time." She went, "Would you ever think about doing like a Tinder or did?" And I said, "Well, a, I'd get murdered, <laughs> absolutely, hundred percent. I'd get—I'd be the person that's been murdered, and I'd be on one of those telly programs going <laughs> okay. on Tinder." And I said, "And also, if I put in my profile uh, name, Gail, um, bald, uh, watches." Meet Mary Murder watches snapped women who kill. <laughs> she sounds like the girl for me. That's the one for me. She what, sounds like a great catch. <laughs> what, what I found fascinating about the Dharma thing, though, as well, is that I, I, I kind of liked him in certain stages of it, even though you know what he's doing. You, you, it, the way Netflix have like presented right, him as a person. Good. Like, Are you going to kill me after this interview? Is that what you're saying? <laughs> no, God, no. Jesus Christ. Oh, my God. I'm so pleased we're doing this on Zoom. <laughs> do, do, do you know what I mean, though? After watching Dark... No, I, I don't like I don't like serial killers as uh, as people. I just mean the way Netflix presented Dharma. It, it was quite, like, a likeable character, even though you knew what you were doing in the background. <laughs> no. Next. Okay. Right, okay. Let me just try and jump out of this hole. What's the next? I've got no bullet points left, girl. I've got it. That that's it. Help me. <laughs> <laughs> no, it, it, I, I'm sticking by it. I, I, I think it, 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 obviously you don't like people like that. I think, but I think the, the, the way you was presented. Shall I try and rescue this? Yeah, go on, mate. Cheers. I'm thinking maybe you thought that at certain points he was very vulnerable, and he felt very um, guilty, but then he couldn't stop himself. I'll take that because because I, I do agree with that. 
Um, I'm just not as good as words with, uh, as you, as a, you know. You just go, yeah, I really liked him. He was really nice. <laughs> no, I didn't. <laughs> I'd love to go out for a pint with him. That would be lovely. Oh, that that might end up being the, the clip to the promotion to this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jesus. Right, okay. So so where where do you see your your role in life now then, Gail? I've got no idea. Don't I don't you? even know what's happening tomorrow. No, yeah, I do okay. actually. I'm doing something. Yeah. But, um, <laughs> but you know what? Um, I just take each day as it comes, to be honest. Um, mm. I think, um, you know, with my daughter being away at uni, I don't think she realises how much yeah. I miss her. Yeah. Miss my mum, miss my dad. My dad went really suddenly. My mum, she was ill for a long time. And I just think, I'm just going to do whatever makes me happy. As yeah. long as I've got, you know, I've been homeless, I've been out of work, uh, I've had all sorts of, yeah, nothing too bad. I'm still standing. Everyone goes through terrible times. But now I think with the country and the state that it's in, I'm not going to think too much. I'm going to be, make sure I've got enough money to look after myself, my daughter, Mm -hmm. make sure there's a roof over my head because homeless wasn't the best fun that I've ever had. And um, just try and smile every day. I know it sounds really stupid and cliched, but... You know, I just want to go to gigs. I want to go to see stuff in the theatre that I never thought I'd want to see. Only if I get free tickets, mind you, because it's yes. quite expensive. Um, or just be nice to people. And, and if people piss me off, I'm not going to say anything. I'm just going to let it go over my head. If people are mean to me, go over my head. Yeah. I have not got an argument in me. I just want to be smiling and happy and get a show at the Edinburgh Festival. Yeah, trying man. to be funny. It, I'm not inviting you because you might kill me. <laughs> no, no, God, I've got a right name for myself here now. <laughs> uh, well, what, what I'm going to do, I'm, I'm going to go away and think about what I really meant by what I said. <laughs> and then I'll write it. And no, I'll, I'll not bother you ever again because you'll think I'm being weird. <laughs> Because <laughs> uh, yeah, because strangely, your your daughter uh, goes out with one of our writers for our gym, which is just how small this world is sometimes as well. That's I know, and he's in a great band, Pincher in Manchester. Uh, yeah, they are a great Manchester. band. Um, I've not been allowed to see a gig because maybe I'm just too old and too uncool. Yeah. But I have seen them on YouTube, and I think they're great. You don't, don't invite me either. I think it's because I'm too old as well. Oh, is I'll have that to have what a it word is? with this Harvey kid? Uh, well, no, they reminded me of um, like a very young um blur yeah that kind of yeah i think they're super cool i think they're going to do great and fingers crossed for them the main reason why we've we've started doing comedy over the last you know five or six years or so on our gem but there is a connection between music and comedians i think musicians feel like they can be comedians and comedians can feel like they can be musicians yeah is there that kind of creative similarity there somewhere that i'm trying to word badly at the minute no, 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 I think you're right. I think there is a similarity there with coming up with, because so, you know, right, musicians, like songwriters, they say they'll be in a shower or they'll they'll dream a song or a song will hit them out of nowhere. And it's the same with, with jokes, the same with material. Like I was in the shower just now and I was thinking about this old bit I used to do. And then this new joke, just this new line just popped into my head and I was like, ah, oh, I've got to get out and write that down. So I got out quick and then I'm on my phone, like, <laughs> right, before I forget it, so it's like, yeah, it's like songwriting. Like, like I think Noel Gallagher said, you know, like you're sat by the river with a fishing rod and you're just waiting for that song to come along and you can fish it out. And I think that's the same with with jokes, with comedy. You're yeah. looking for the funny in all sorts of things. So I think musicians and comedians, we have this bit of our brain that's just always yeah. spinning. It's yeah. always collecting ideas, phrases, 
something that someone said, you know, pictures, images, all, and it's all gathering in here. And then you don't even know, you don't even know. It's just happening. It's constantly yeah. going, constantly going. And that's the same with musicians. They're always looking for a turn of phrase, a note or something, or they'll, they'll be sat next to, they'll be in traffic and they'll hear a van and it'll make a particular noise and they'll go, oh, that sounds like, I like the rhythm of that. That sounds great. That's a, that's a bit of that, you know? And so, yeah, there are similarities that, yeah, definitely yeah, that creative, that creative side of it. No, I love all that. So like, just before you like, you know, you became professional, it kind of, fell in your lap it was a good timing in a way it sounded like yeah um then you you start doing your headline gigs and then how do you kind of like progress from that as a comedian as, as a headliner because headliners you know anybody starting off wants to be a headliner and you know get paid for what they do how, how do you maintain that and push on from that as an experienced comedian yourself i think in my in my case it's just all sort of happened organically that mm-hmm. you know again just saying yes to stuff uh, so I, am, I used to MC all the time, and then that just organically it started getting to a point where clubs would go, "We're going to book you to do a set." So you end up, you know, you start, you're an opener, or you're on in the middle, and then it got to a point they start going, "Right, can you close? We, we need you to close on this date." And then that, then other clubs say, "Oh, you're closing that. Oh, well, can you come and close it for us?" Mm. And then there's a, and then they go, "Oh, if you're opening there, can you open this one and then go and close that one?" And so you become. Yeah, they 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 they're excited to have you because they know you can do the job. Yeah. They want you in, so that happens organically. And then with the recording of the special, that just that just happened with. They just messaged me and went, "Can you come to Manchester on Tuesday?" Mm. And I went, "Yeah." They went because we we happened to see your show in Edinburgh. We really liked it. Oh, nice. We want to we want to record it. Come and can you come and do it? And I was like, "Yeah, of course I can." <laughs> so it just happens. I've been really yeah. again. Been, it's just happened organically. I haven't really had to go. I want to do this. I want to do that. It's yeah. kind of, I've worked really hard and it's happened on its own. So yeah, do, you, you, make your, work. You, you make your own luck doing it that way as well, don't you? Yeah. You know, people can get bogged down with, I'm not getting breaks. I'm not getting breaks, but there's probably a reason why you're not. You're, you're probably one, not putting you to saying yes enough or putting yourself out there and, but, and, yeah. and possibly you're not working hard enough as well. You've got to put the work in. It's, mm. you know, I've missed out on weddings. I've missed out on yeah. all sorts of birthday parties and holidays. And, you know, I remember being away with, when I was, I was married before mm. and I was away with my my ex-wife and I just said, to, and we were in Turkey and I was like, listen, I'm going to have to go home like a day early because I've had this big gig offered yeah. and I had to fly home. I had to fly home like a day or so before her. So, you know, you have to make sacrifices and it's yeah. horrible. But the people that love you support you and understand that this is what you have to do. Yeah. But it's brutal. It's brutal. But yeah, you have yeah. to do it. You want to get where you are. Like with bands, you have to do the gigs. Yeah. You have to drive the ass in the nowhere in a play shitty man. And... <laughs> but play maybe... to no one. You yeah. have to play to no one. Yeah. And then, and then, either the promoter likes what you do, or you get you get someone else notices you and goes, "Oh, we saw you guys at the boardwalk. Can you come and support?" this band we thought you were great and then and it's all about and you wouldn't have got that if mm. you hadn't driven to the arse in the nowhere i just happened to see this guy so it's a lot of there's a lot of luck involved as well yeah. getting in front of people and but if you fling yourself out enough into and do enough gigs someone somewhere is going to see you mm. and, they, and they're going to recognize that, that you want it like because yeah. they don't want to work with part-timers they don't yeah. want to work with people that are just they you know they've got all the they've got the fur coat and a big hat but you know <laughs> but they don't want to sing on a Wednesday and you yeah. go, well, then you're a fucking dickhead, mate. Yeah. And we don't want to work with you. Yeah, no, so 
you got to do it. You got to put the work in. That's it. And I thought it was part of your act when you said it, but I've heard you talk about it on your podcasts after Senior Special. Is that like literally, and congratulations as well, you just got married. Yeah. And and then the day after you were doing that, you were recording that special. See, that was it. So (laughs) so the wedding's booked. It was booked on a Monday because we're both comedians. Yeah. So, and so we're we're all ready to go. We're getting ready for the wedding. And like the Wednesday before the wedding, I got got the email. I said, we really want to record your stuff. Mm but can you get to Manchester on Tuesday, which was the day after the wedding? And I said to my missus, I'm like, oh, what am I going to do? This has come in. And bless her, she went, you're going to have to go. You're going to have to yeah. go. You're going to have to not get too shit-faced <laughs> at the wedding. Shit. Luckily, you don't get a chance because you're bouncing around talking to everybody. You kind of, you have a sip of wine and then you're off. You're off somewhere else. But Oh, I did. The, oh, I did. So that's, that's what I mean. So at the wedding, I'm not drinking that much because I know the next day I've got to drive up to Manchester yeah. and back. So... You know, it's all it's sacrifices, mate, that you have to make, unfortunately. No, no, it, 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 and, uh, you know, particularly comedy just feels like you've got to make the ultimate sacrifice. Scott Bennett talks about it on his podcast, you know, just how hard he works. He works, you know, if, if when he, on his socials, he'll put his, his uh, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, maybe yeah. two gigs on Saturday, two gigs on Sunday, then he's doing a festival slot. It's just, uh, and then he might get Monday off, which seems to be the day off for comedians, really, I think. Just yeah, such no, a no, no, yeah. I mean, and even then, you'll have a day off, but then a, a, a gig will come in on a Monday, mm. and you'll go, and it's like fifty quid. It's just around the corner from your house, <laughs> doing load of new stuff, and you go, yeah, yeah, I'm gonna have to go and do it. Nobody works harder than Scott Bennett. Yeah, that boy, I love, that. I love his podcast, and I love his his uh, it, special. His tour the other day was just fantastic. His crowd work, I just really enjoyed. Just how much he, there was somebody in from British Gas that was just fucking hilarious. <laughs> I bet he rinsed them. I bet he rinsed oh, them. It, it was brilliant. It was brilliant. I don't want to do his material in any kind of injustice by repeating what he says. You know, if, <laughs> if you're interested, go and catch Scott. But it, 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 it was just superb just to watch the crowd work and just to see all his hard work pay off. Because I can remember seeing him at the Grapes in Sheffield like 10 years ago, uh, just on a comedy gig, when people like Kerry Pritchard McLean were on the same kind of bill at the same brilliant. time. Yeah. And seeing those, and when I started doing comedy, uh, I drove in a few cars with people like Fern Brader. We're just oh, all wow. on the telly yeah. and stuff now and that kind of stuff. So so it's just, you know, it's a long, hard slog, but you can do it. You can do it if you keep going. You've got to want to do it. Mm. I know people, I know people in bands and they've had they've had big opportunities. They've been out and they've been out over they've been out to America and they've done stuff with Richie from the Black Crows mm. and they played at uh Levon Helm's studio and played on his drums and mm. had all these things, but you know, a couple of band members didn't really didn't really want it, and you're like, if yeah. you don't want it, then you know, get out of the way because there's yeah. other people that really do. Yeah, and it, you know, it's it's all very well playing, but you've got to really want it, and that's the thing. I want it, I want this to work, yeah. and I want it to work for my for my kids. I want yeah. it to work for my wife. I want it to work. You know, and that's why you just got to put the work in. Got to stick it in, man. How how are you before a gig? Like just those moments before how. How do you prepare to go onto the stage and just have it? I I always have a moment. <laughs> I always take a moment just to get out off to the, just to take myself off for a minute. Yeah. Just go, I just need to just settle myself and just go, yeah, you're going to have this. I need to be calm. Because I, I, I was in Edinburgh a few years ago and I remember my my ex at the time, she was, she was doing the tech 
And uh, I was chatting to everybody before the show and everything. And then she just came up and she just went, she goes, come here. She goes, just go and stand over there because you've spent half an hour talking. You've got to talk for another hour, yeah? Go <laughs> yeah, over there yeah. and get yourself together. And I was like, oh, yeah. And it, and it just worked. And I was like, oh, yeah, I'm going to do that. So I ended up, so now I just have a minute. Just get myself together. I listened to a bit of music on my way into the gig. I'm, I'm, I'm obsessed with this song Nudge It by Sleaford Mods at the minute. Oh. I'll say it in a minute, it's been since it came out two years ago. Yeah. I, I listen to that song once a day. Just, it's my song. Get you in the zone. Yeah, it just, when I'm getting off the train, it's a song I put on my headphones, so I'm striding up the platform out of the station. It's just a tune, man. It's just the <laughs> one that really, it's just something about it. On every level, it just, it just plugs me in. It's brilliant. I can't, I've yet to find another song yet that's done that. Do you ever get that kind of similar feeling before you interview people on your podcast and that kind of stuff? Is it a similar kind of thing? If it's someone I don't really know, mm. I'm a bit, I get a bit nervous because yeah. I don't want to look like a prick. I don't know what they're going to be like. Are they going to be up for it? Yeah. Are they, you know, there's only been one that we didn't put out. I won't mention the name, yeah. but it wasn't anyone. It was they. They're they're like a uh, like a Instagram person, okay. and we didn't really bond. And I didn't really take to her. She didn't take to me. And then at the end of it, she just went, "I've got to go." I went, "Yeah, all right." <laughs> and, <at the> end <laughs> yeah. Of that, and we never put it out. But then there's you know I've been lucky enough to speak to some amazing people like Glenn Matlock from the Sex Pistols, and that was nerve wracking because I'm a big fan of the big fan of the Pistols. Yeah. You know, who in there, who, who ever thought you'd get to talk to a fucking sex pistol, mm. right? Yeah. So I'm all on the way to the studio in Tunbridge Wells where we do it. My that's where my producer's got his got his studio. And I'm on the train and I'm reading up about him and I'm listening to the pistols and I'm like, fuck, oh my God. This is, you know, <laughs> too much. Yeah, it was Do you, I mean, do, was, do you ever get the feeling that you just need you just, your body just tells you that it's breaking down somehow? I, and and it, and 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 it's te- it's telling you to run. It's saying just fucking run. I don't need this in my life. You yeah, need, a, you, need a, you need a piss. You need a shit. You need everything possible that your body's trying to like get out of you before and tell you to run. I, I get that quite a lot, but I kind of I have to channel that energy and just think it's going to be all right. And generally, it is. Well, that is isn't it? it's that <laughs> it's that fight or flight stuff, isn't it? Because yeah. your body knows you're about to get into a stressful situation. Yeah. So your body, if he, if that's the thing, I was really looking forward to it. But if he if I had got a text going, oh, Glenn's postponed or he's cancelled, I'd have been, <laughs> well, all right, yeah, that's fair enough. Yeah, and then so it's so the so the interview starts, and he's great, but he's not yeah. he's not like he's not loose and he's not yeah. you know and, and he's he's a bit standoffish and he was a bit you know because he's done a he's done a million interviews yeah. he doesn't know who the fuck I am he's yeah. just doing another interview, so. Either, but my producer said, you can see it 20 minutes in, suddenly it clicks and he goes, you can see it in his head, he's like, oh, this is all right, actually. Mm. And he just opened up and started talking about all manner of stuff. Mm. And it was great, talking about going and having fish and chips around Ronnie Wood's mm-hmm. house and, you know, <laughs> and it was brilliant, mate. It was I, so- I, heard it, I heard it recently on a previous uh, podcast, I had Miles on from The Wonder Stuff on. Oh, and, I, and I fucking listened to his music all my life and, and it was that fight yeah. of uh, flight situation bang before where everybody's just saying what are you doing to yourself this is this it's just the fear of the unknown isn't it and just like just going on and, and it were amazing i really enjoyed the show and it was just such a relief after when i'm just having a fag thinking oh that was brilliant and i'm just thinking oh, god i'm on such a fucking high i just love yeah. doing this thing especially someone like miles hunt who's got 
as far as I'm aware, he's got a little bit of a reputation for yeah, maybe yeah. sometimes. Yeah, yeah. If, it can be, yeah. Yeah, and you're like, so that's again, you're like, fuck, you know, is this going to be the day that he decides <laughs> he's going to have the arse and you've got that worry and it's and you don't want to ruin the legacy that you've got in your head, you know, because the eight-legged yeah. groove machine fucking changed my life. The eight-legged groove machine and then hup. I don't care about the fucking music industry <laughs> in, you know, in so much as I don't, I don't care about competing. Yeah. Uh, and, and when you got to the level that we were at, I mean, we far from broke America, but we toured there a lot and we had a decent yeah. relationship with the label. But of course, they would be looking at things like U2 in excess and going to us, well, this could be you, you know, if you really knuckle down. And, and I'm like, it's not an aspiration I have. I, to, to me, their lives are ruined by their success. I would hate yeah. to be the guy that can't walk down the street. That, yeah. that 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 footage of you in New York playing Room Five One Two, yeah, just like it's always it it still remains my favorite song to this very day. That song, and that's when I mm. first that's when I first saw it uh, and experienced that song live. You on the streets of New York, just playing that song to everybody walking past. Yeah, yeah, that that whole yeah, that, that's that, that's footprinted in my musical history and life. Uh, that nice, moment, mate. But yeah, what you're doing with something like that is. Um... You know, we did things like because we enjoyed it, but mm. everything that we were doing and encouraged to do and willingly went along with is trying to build this monstrous, successful beast. Mm. And I think by about 1994, I'm just like, actually, I don't want my life to be that. I, I'm quite happy playing sort of 300, 500 capacity clubs. Yeah. My eye isn't on stadiums and, and enormous theatres. It was it never was. Mm. You know, I I've never paid to go to a stadium gig. I've I just I'm just not interested. Mm. And when I look at like huge bands now that uh, say if I have a look at Glastonbury or you see stuff online and, and the sets, you know, the lights, the screens, it's just preposterous. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, that I'm about as interested in that as I am Formula One, which I'm not remotely <laughs> interested in Formula One. It just to me it's not that's not what music's about. Yeah. You know, for my taste, anyway. Well, I, so, I just like you know the wonder stuff. I, I started watching the band in the nineties. I think it was the Leadnall, the first live gig I saw you. And, mm -hmm. the, and the last time I saw you at the Ritz the other month in Manchester. Yeah. So, like you know, the energy and the performance of the band has been similar. But there's different faces there now. Mm -hmm. So, so what you know, having, having that idea of you know of packing it in and stopping. What's carried you on over those thirty years to keep coming back and and working hard and rehearsing with new people to keep to keep the thing going? Really, what what's made well, you carry on? I like the gigging. Mm. I, I, the gigging, I probably, I, I certainly won't stop gigging with the Wonder Stuff. Mm. I I think this is the greatest lineup that we've had in terms of musicianship and the fact that uh, you know we've we've all known each other a long, long time. Mm. You know. Um, but the musicianship and the personalities in the band and the age we're at, it all works. Yeah. And, and we purely do it because we enjoy the actual playing. You know, it's a really nice thing to do. Um, and it's lovely to see Mount back as well. It was a shame yeah. at, at the Ritz when he were too ill to, to play that one. And, yeah, oh, <laughs> on course, the last yeah. tour, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that was rotten for him. But he came back by the end. And we'll, we'll, yeah. we'll tour next year. Uh, the UK okay. anyway, and uh, and I'm going to do acoustic shows um, next month, November and December, yeah. just to bring a little bit of attention to this record that I've made. 
but in terms of spending 18 months on, on another record, whether it's a solo record or a Wonder Stuff record, I'm just like, there's no point. Or, mm. You know, I may as well just set fire to a load of money. And yeah. I've, I've sort of always maintained that I write and create music for my pleasure. Like, I, I'm not trying to write a hit. Um, yeah. I'm, I'm not trying... The, the point of it is, isn't to entertain people, it's to entertain me. And that's how I've always been. That That's why I make music. And, you know, something like the hit we had with Size of a Cow, that just happened to be one idea and it became very popular. Mm -hmm. And it had, you know, a real sort of commercial flavour to it. But when I wrote that, it wasn't like, of course, Polydor were like, well, yeah, write another 10 of them. And I'm like, <laughs> no way. Well, I don't know how to. That's just the yeah. song that came to me that day. It'll be a different style of song that comes to me mm. on another day. So, um, so I've always just been making music that I want to hear. Um, and I'll, I can continue to do that, whether it's just me sitting on the sofa mm. with an acoustic guitar or whether I can be asked to sit in front of the computer and build up some beats and bass lines and, and all that type mm. of stuff. But I just, I'd never see myself making a commercial um, or, or releasing a record commercially again. Uh, my ego doesn't need it. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I, so I'll, I'll keep doing gigs when people want me to, but it, I do other things now and I've been, I've been working this summer for, uh, for a local real ale brewery mm -hmm. uh, called the Three Tons Brewery nearby where I live. I'm a, uh, I totally endorse the product. <laughs> and, uh, and so I, I've been delivering barrels of beers to pubs uh, oh. three days a week and I love it, you know, all, all around mid Wales, Shropshire, it goes as far as Birmingham and mm -hmm. places like that. And, I felt worthwhile. It's kept me fit. Uh, I love the people that I see in the mornings and the afternoon at the brewery when I pick up and bring the empties back. And I haven't been this content and happy for fucking years mm. um, doing something worthwhile. And um, so I'm going to take a bit of time off from that while I do these gigs. But I intend to go back and do that again next yeah. year. Well, one thing I've always enjoyed is... And, and, and there's not many of them because it, it sounds like you don't really like doing interviews that much or you don't seem to have done a lot through the years. But when, whenever I've seen you on the telly or the radio or whatever, what, one thing I've always enjoyed is how honest you are and um, how opinionated you can be as well. Mm -hmm. um, and I think I, I was talking to the lottery winners the other day and I first saw the lottery winners live supporting you at Manchester Academy with, uh, with, uh, with Erica. Mm -hmm. and you were doing yeah. your solo shows and the lottery winners were supporting you. So so I asked, it, it, that's always been like a memory of mine, like going to gigs and stuff. So when I was speaking to Tom and that, I just said, you know, what kind of advice have you had for Milo through the years? And he's like, oh, he's like my dad. Yeah, he's all excited and that when, when, when your name comes up. Um, and, you know, you, you had a massive impact on giving him advice and what, what did what did what advice did he give you then what what did he say to you and he just said be yourself man don't yeah. let don't let the bastards drag you down and <laughs> just fucking what are they, these record labels say to you just be yourself and it's lovely to see those guys just all over the place at the minute absolutely fucking enjoying every minute of their journey yeah i mean they're a brilliant band they're a wonderful mm. bunch of characters yeah. really talented i think any audience they get in front of just fall in love with Tom because yeah. he's just such a wonderful character on stage. Well, he's a wonderful character in yeah. real life as well. Mm. Um, yeah, I, I, I think it think it's great. But you know what I notice most of all when I'm around 
Tom and the rest of the people in the band is how much energy they've got. And I, I just <laughs> yeah. don't have that. I, you know, I'm fucking 56. I don't have that energy and drive to make music. I've been doing it all my life, you yeah. know, and I'm, I'm 56 and yeah. I've had, I've been lucky enough to have all the experiences that I ever dreamed I'd get out of it. Oh, I thought you were going. I was already oh, being yeah, charismatic. Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome. I'm, I'm down at the Chateau Sheffield Wednesday Ground as a blade. Here we are. <laughs> and I'm here with, with the lottery winners, guys. It's such a it's such an amazing period for me, Tramlines. I just love this time of year. Living in Manchester now and coming back to Sheffield and just like being back with my, my brother's here and we're just all here. We just hey, can't man. wait. We can't wait to fucking come and see lottery winners on the big fucking main stage, guys. Yeah. Welcome, Welcome to Sheffield. Lads. Thank you. I like Sheffield. It's, I was driving around before, saw Sean Bean kicking a football against <laughs> the fence. Yeah. And it's just like, yeah, this is Sheffield, man. Yeah. He <laughs> <laughs> was like, you bastard. <laughs> <laughs> when Saturday comes. <laughs> it is, yeah. That, what, what do you think about that film, When Saturday Comes? It's the best, I love it. I think the I'm best the film in the world. It. Yeah, I know old stuff like that, me, but he, I love it, me. I think it's great. I think we've lost Katie. They, uh, they, beat, they beat Man United as well in the in, in <laughs> FA Cup match. <laughs> just, yeah. Yeah, an absolute I, I, fantasy film. I was film. actually at that Sheffield United match really? when, when they recorded Sean Bean scoring the penalty when they filmed it. Really? Because I'm a Sheffield United fan, yeah, man. But I don't need to because... Spoilers. Absolute spoilers. Have you seen the film Goal? Yeah. Is that? Okay. So, guys, welcome to Sheffield again. Tom, mate, thank you for not sharing your weight loss experience online every five minutes. (laughs) Listen, mate, how am I going to attract women unless I keep showing them pictures of my muscles and that? (laughs) No, No, you know what I mean, though? You know what I mean? When, when you see people do it every five minutes. Because I'm on a bit of programme myself. I've, I've, I've shifted a stone recently. Yeah, you're looking good, man. Thanks. I, thanks, I can man. see it. Thanks, I, can, I can feel it in the air. Yeah, thanks. It's, it's the confidence but, but, in it. <laughs> but but, but it, 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 it's like, you know, the, the last thing I want to do is fucking post on social media. Because I see other people doing it. And I, I can't stand it when people say, I've been for a jog and, the, and, the, and they're showing me the maps. I hate that. Yeah. Are we going to talk about music for a bit? I've gone on a tangent. No, it's all right. <laughs> with, with with that though, I got to post sometimes because when you're famous, yes, of you course, get, yeah, you get free yeah. stuff like right. personal trainers. And have you got a free, free personal trainer? Oh, I mean, I don't want to say fucking that. Fucking legend. But yeah, and then I have post about it, so I don't. I don't like posting where I look. No, you no, know, no, no, me no, in the no, gym you, lifting really heavy weights. No, you, you. you <laughs> You, you you only posted and everybody's saying fucking he shifted somewhere. Yeah, but you you, you you didn't shift it. Why why didn't you why didn't you do it on a personal level? Um, I don't know, mate. I just decided one day that it's about time I got sexy in it. You know what I mean? It's hard enough to make it in music, but when you look like a thumb, <laughs> <laughs> it makes it even worse, doesn't it? <laughs> God bless you, mate. No, so yeah, like I'll move on to the music. I don't, I've, I've got I've got a bit one thing that we did talk about on the podcast though you were like you can't really be bothered like talking to blogs and that because it does your head in a little bit i'll talk to anyone <laughs> about anything <laughs> <me>. <laughs> no let's do it let's talk about music what do you want to talk about mate the, the new album's out yeah like, how, how, how did how did it feel how did it feel to like get that out eventually after fucking being cooped away and having you know not just you singing on every song as well yeah, I know. I don't like that part of it. That I'm yeah, not, is, I'm that, is that like... Well, I, 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 I can, ima- I can imagine that took some ex- uh, some explaining to get you around. Come on, Katie, tell us about it. Yeah. 
<laughs> See what I mean? Like, there's <laughs> okay, no charisma there. Enough. There's just nothing. <laughs> I still wrote all the songs, but yeah, I'm proud of that album. I think it's a really good one. Yeah. Um, it, it opened. Yeah, we, we came out with that, and the things have got bigger since then. We're on the main stage at uh, Tramlines today. Yeah, fucking fantastic. And we've it? we've got loads of like mad gigs. We're meeting mad people all the time. Like our heroes on a daily basis. Yeah. And they're telling me that I'm actually their hero. Who? <laughs> <laughs> Who who were, the, who were the last famous person um, that told you you are their hero? Sean Bean, yes. <laughs> he said it. Um, Paul Weller, or as I call him, P. Welly. Yeah. He said I was his hero. And he could, didn't, you, could, didn't. You, could, you, could you text him now if you wanted yeah, to? Yeah, I absolutely could. I've got, I've got Pete. Number, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, would, would he reply? That is a, is a better question. I've got some famous people in my phone now. Yeah, man. Like, Genuinely, yeah. Like, like who, who, who impresses you when you look at your phone and you think, fucking, I'll have, I'll have a blag this over the years? Oh, I don't know. There's, I, there's a few in there. I have actually got a few. Now, I'm not bluffing. I, I, I'll just get, Boy George, do you want his number? Have you got Boy George on there? I've got Boy George. He's got Boy George on there. Yeah. Nice one. 07853. How did you get yourself involved with Boy George? Um, we are collaborating on a song. I don't think, I don't know if I should. Should I? I've said it now, yeah. So we've got a new album coming it's out. We've got gonna, yeah, okay. wh- whatever exclusive. We've got some massive collaborations on there with yeah. Boy George, uh, Sean Ryder, Frank Turner. Frank Turner again, because 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 that, that's when I st- that's when I first started seeing lottery winners like diverse a little bit and, and yeah. get into these collaborations. I, fa- I found yeah. that interesting to to. I to thought it's mad, like because you see it in like hip hop and pop yeah. all the time. Like people collaborate with each other, and it doesn't really ever make its way into the indie world. And like yeah. I love working with people, especially inspirational people that I really look up to. So yeah. when it comes down to like bouncing a tune off these people, it's I've got mad respect for him and it's just it's mental I can't believe they ever say yeah how did you guys find it like you know like 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 getting into a room with, with these people and like and like being in a completely different environment I can, I can, ima- I can imagine you're like well, Joe, yeah, like you used to being in the band but then you've got another yeah. dynamic to it Joe how did you find that during like the the album with all the collaborations that was all done over Zoom yeah like we didn't, never met him but Sean Ryder actually came in and wow. met him and he was a legend I was dead nervous about meeting him because I love him I thought it might be a bit of a I I, 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 I interviewed him driving about in my electric car once, Sean Ryder. Like, yeah. it, 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 he, he was like... No, I just dropped that in. Just I, I, I had one, but I can't afford one anymore, so I'm back, I'm back on petrol. <laughs> Sean Ryder was mad, man. So he, he asked for this rider. He wanted yeah. he, Sean Ryder's rider. He wanted crisps, <laughs> celebrations, and Guinness, didn't he? Two, and, and, a, and a whiskey. Yeah, celebrations. Miniature heroes. <laughs> dairy milk. Dairy milk, yeah, yeah. I'm not going anywhere without dairy milk. There's so no we, chance. We got him eight cans of Guinness, and he was like, I need a pint glass, man. I can't drink it out of <laughs> the can. And we're like, shit, we ain't got a pint glass. So he was drinking it out of a Sports Direct mug. And I was just like, that's fucking class. I've made then, it. I've made it. Yeah, and then he just went over to the, all the crisps and that, and he was like, I'm glad you didn't get baked McCoy's because they're shite. And we're like, yeah, yeah, they're the proper ones. And he like picked all his favourite flavours and his favourite miniature heroes, put them in his pocket and went, I'll have them. I tell you what, I'll swap you for that. And put a conker down. Yeah, thanks guys. Yeah, on the show today was Gail Porter, Rich Wilson, Miles Hunt, and finally at the end there, thanks. The lottery winners. They just make me smile with joy every time I hear their little voices. So that's it. We're in the new year now. We're off. Flying. Um, delve into the Patreon. Delve into the, the archives. 
check us out on YouTube as always this podcast uh, we're going to be back with a guest next week ladies and gentlemen to be the first to know you'll find out first on the Patreon or the Twitter pages um, thanks for joining us again for another week here at RGM HQ right ladies and gentlemen I'm going to get off back on with the new year I'm going to do stuff and not say stuff <laughs> ladies and gentlemen thanks again for your time Welcome to RGM. Are you in a band? Come and join us. Simply click on the RGM submission page, submit your music, and we'll sort the rest. Hello. Did you know that you can support our podcast in many ways? Within the description of this podcast, you will see a list of all the equipment that we use. These are Amazon affiliate links. Clicking on these links take you to Amazon. If you buy whatever you're planning that week, we get a small kickback and you get a parcel at no extra cost. We would really appreciate your support. Or you can just go old school and donate a pound or whatever you feel is appropriate in there. Please subscribe. Tell a friend about our show. And thank you for your support. And we'll see you next week.